Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Biomast. We are in episode 211, and this is going to be the most jam-packed show we've ever had, so I'm going to talk faster than usual and probably cut people off to keep things moving because we've got a lot to cover. So let's get started with an introduction, starting at the top of the list with Soraya Zell. Well, I am Soraya Zell, and usually I've known for these incredibly short introductions, but I feel like I, I just need you. to pat out the timing a little bit and let everybody know that I'm a co-host here on the show, um, that uh, I've, I've had a very great weekend uh, so far that's involved a decent amount of sleep, and that the real reason that Pokey is trying to rush uh... the show is because he wants to catch a live stream that he's totally going to miss. Yeah, so Bethesda live stream is starting in an hour and 15 minutes, and we are going to talk really fast to get through this. So, Livy, you're up. Introduction. Speed round. Uh, Livy here, blogger, gamer. Um, that pretty much sums it up. All right, and I am Pokey Draven. I help host the show, and I do the Dungeon Crawl series on YouTube with Libby. So we have a lot to cover here, because Zell like, managed to fill an entire show's worth of stuff without touching E3. So, Zell, Joker movie with Jared Leto. Why is this happening? Uh, that's the question that I think everybody wants to know, is, is first and foremost, why? Like, and, and this isn't even the only, like, there was a different joker solo movie that i believe is still in the works with someone else's joker and now they're also making a jared leto joker movie which i don't think there's literally i I don't think there's anyone who wants this like i think that leto's joker was very likely the worst part of suicide squad and that movie had plenty of problems but i think he was the worst possible one like he was good in uh uh, Blade Runner 2077 or, or whichever Blade, or 2049 I guess it was like I liked him in there as kind of this like god complex psycho but did people even like him at all like I know we, you don't like him but like his general reviews did was he popular in that film for Suicide Squad I, I don't think so I don't think so either it's terrible I mean there's like following up Heath Ledger in not being as good and then there's also just being bad and it sounds like it was more on the bad side which is unfortunate and a whole movie to this. When is this coming out? No idea. No this idea. This is like yeah. early, Just early, early, early. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, we'll see what the public perception of that one is. That should be uh, should be interesting, um, especially if they're working on a different Joker movie simultaneously. This seems like they're just. Was there like a contractual agreement or something? I don't know. This is very weird. And in the, uh, I'm just going to move this right on. In the next, uh, why? Um, they, there's a trailer now for the, uh, Bumblebee movie. Why? Why? Well, the problem is, is people go and see these films and that makes the money. So they go, cool, make another one. When is it going to stop? When are people going to learn that this, it's their fault that these are still being made? I, I, I honestly, I'm not even sure, like. I don't think people can stop the Transformers franchise at this point. I, I think it's just going to continue going until the end of time. I think I, I, this is Michael Bay's bread and butter. He's like, I'm going to die making these movies. Like, we'll be on, like, Transformers 27, and he'll finally retire, and that'll be it. That'll be the end. And then he'll probably keep going anyways after he's dead using some did, Do you Michael know, is Bay... he actually making this one? I, I, I don't know. Heard I, the claim that he, I heard the claim that he was not. I think Bates said he wasn't, and I didn't actually verify anything Bates says, and Bates says a lot of nonsense, so it's entirely possible that it is, in fact, Michael Bay, so don't take this as any sort of official statement. But yeah, it is a it is a prequel about the uh, apparently uh, uh, woman who bought Bumblebee at a used car dealership before What's-His-Face uh, bought him in the first Transformers movie. So... Yeah, uh, he's, okay. he's like an old school Volkswagen dealer. Right, right. It, it looks pretty cool. And, and I will stand corrected, this actually isn't Michael Bay, it's Travis Knight. Um, so it's not him, thank God. Who knows if it's actually going to be good or it's, not. It's, st it's still a Transformers it's movie. It's going to be a Transformers clear. movie. I mean, at least it won't be as so hyper-sexualized as half of them have been for no reason other than to sell the movie. So I, I, I can only hope. I can only really hope, but I'm not going to see this because it's a Transformers movie. And I'm not like everyone else who complains that they exist and then give them money anyways. I'm just, I'm not, I'll, I'm not doing it. I know you I'm a, will. I'm going to go see it. Fast, fast, fast forward to opening night. Pogi's going to be like, 
how did I get here? No, no. I'm not. Because <laughs> Livy's going to lie to me and be like, hey, we're going to go see, like, you know, Into the Spider-Verse. I'm like, sweet, let's go see. We'll get that. I'm like, wasn't that coming out, like, in December? She's like, no, it's coming out today. So we're, like, standing no, in line they're, with... No, they're actually, uh, they're both Christmas movies. Uh, Bumblebee is December 21st, so I believe Spider-Verse oh, is also over the He'll Christmas like, season. Why so did she you can buy totally the tickets this time? time. I gotta be careful. I need someone to watch out for me. So, like, remind me when we get around. They're like, listen, Pokey, Bumblebee comes out on this day and Spider-Verse on this day. Don't let her fool you and give them money. <laughs> but, yeah, so moving along from that, so into the Spider-Verse. Is this not, like, the coolest visual animated film you've seen in a while? Like, it's, like, CGI stop motion, almost. There's a there's a lot of kind of weird graphical elements in this. It's It's kind of like, you know... Like a, a good cartoon kind of does have like a mix of like hand drawn and and kind of 3D rendered type of stuff, and then they kind of merge it together. And there's there's some interesting stylistic choices in here, and there's there's definitely some like it looked like there was some kind of throwback to the way they kind of shade comic books and stuff like that. Um, really an interesting style, and so uh, I, I know we talked about this one before. There's a full trailer that goes a lot further into it. Um, but uh yeah this is the uh i i guess it kind of the main revolving character is the miles morales spider-man but um uh peter parker is in it as well and it is uh i mean they're going full like christmas season theatrical release with an animated um you know spider-man movie which is is surprising choice but uh you know i we'll, we'll see how it does i think it, it looks pretty good it, it looks really good. Like just the, the little bit we got from the trailer, it looks like the humor was on point, not overdone. The visuals are incredibly vibrant. It's a unique looking thing. I'm I'm very stoked for this one. Like when I first heard about it, I was like, yeah, I'm not really a Spider-Man guy. And then that little short trailer, I was like, oh, this looks really cool. And then this full trailer, I'm like, damn, like I'm I'm actually really stoked for this one. So that should be pretty good. And you said that's coming out uh, Christmas. That is also over the Christmas season. Yeah. Let me see here real quick. Yeah, in theaters this Christmas. Nice. Yeah, no, that that should be really badass. And I, I would check that one out because it's it's got a lot of cool stuff going on. And like I said, just very unique visual style. It's kind of hard to describe, but it's 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 worth checking out. Okay, so moving along here to another movie that looks really really good. So Lego Movie Two, um, and like the Lego Movie was like a movie that I didn't expect to be anywhere good, and it ended up being way better than it had any right to be. Uh, the second one also looks absolutely hilarious. What did you think of that one, Zell? Um, yeah, I, I mean, like, they've got this funny, like, so this, this trailer is, um, I, I think the, like, the, the people making the Lego movie really enjoyed Mad Max. Yes. <laughs> because there is some serious Mad Max vibe in this movie. And then there's, you know, Emmett, the clueless, cheerful, um, everything is you know, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Lego movie guy just doing his thing. And everyone's like, um, dude, the, the world sucks now. Like, everything was destroyed in the last movie he's like it's not bad and he's got like this like this like little like classic lego house with the green lawn and the white picket fence and then everywhere except like his immediate yard is the brown mad max desolate wasteland everyone's covered in spikes and stuff it it's it's pretty funny and then there was the uh like what's like this like the sister comes or whatever some you know usual play on words they like to do with these films and it's throws everything out of whack and um like the funny bit where uh what what's the the girl's name oh i forgot her name uh, it's, it's... wild style yeah yeah, thank yeah. You. And they're like so you did all the building and the fighting and the saving and all this and she's like yeah and he's a leader she's like uh yeah i, I guess so i guess that's how it works now <laughs> it was pretty good let me see when is that one coming out here normally i have this in the, in the notes here so February next year. So yeah, a lot a lot of movies coming out early next year. I'm noticing kind of in the February, you know, early early Q1. So it should be pretty good. So another one that looks also absolutely fantastic. And Livia and I were pretty much on the floor rolling at this one. So Wreck It Ralph two um, with Ralph uh, Rex or breaks the internet. Full trailer on this one. Um, holy shit! Like this looks really 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 good. Uh, what do you think of it, Zell? Uh, the autocorrect jokes were great. He's just like, uh, it's like, <laughs> he's like, my autocorrect is a little aggressive today. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how it is, though. You're like, how did you even get to? Okay, sure. Like that wasn't even close to what I was asking for. Um, and then yeah, the whole 
the whole Disney princess thing is uh, absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. I won't even, oh, I won't even, I won't even spoil, I won't spoil that, that. But that was no. just it'll it'll be in the show notes, and and you have to watch the the Wreck-It Ralph <laughs> T trailer. Yeah, I, I think I was just like, holy shit! It's pretty much Disney giving the finger to a lot like, of people <laughs> all at once. There's there's a, a few places that like you could accuse Disney of not being like self-aware. And then there are times that they demonstrate that they are painfully self-aware. <laughs> so oh, yeah. They're like, we get it. That's the formula. We're trying, we're trying to break it, but it's the formula. It definitely shows they're a little um, annoyed with certain lines of conversation revolving around their IPs. So they're kind of, this, this is their way of just going. Yeah. So um, we respectfully uh, request that you all go screw yourselves and uh, enjoy the movie, please. So this is this is great. It, it, I kind of got this almost like it's a Ready Player One version for Disney, where they're just like, we're just going to cross over everything, and it's the internet, so it makes sense, so we can kind of write that in. So it it it's it's fantastic. This is a fantastic trailer. Like I was hyped for this film to begin with, but this is just takes the cake. It's going to be good. And then we get to uh, a very strange trailer that came out um, that we mentioned. God, it was like six months ago. For... Yeah, yeah, no, it was six months ago. It was during our our Christmas break, Pokey and Zell show. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, Pokey and Zell show. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Mortal Engines has another trailer, and this is uh, uh, Peter Jackson's new big giant thing that you know obviously has massive amounts of money thrown into making all of the effects very shiny. Um, where uh, like all of the cities have become like these gargantuan vehicles that just like rove around the the world and and so like london is this giant city on a on like an over glorified like like a tracked vehicle type thing but like it's the size of a city and like they swallow other cities up it's it's insane and and very confusing um and and there's another trailer for it and and that's that's all I have. It's 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 weird. It's it's funny because you're absolutely shocked by this, but the concept of like giant cities that drive around this wasteland is literally something directly out of several animes that I've watched. So I'm like, okay, yeah. I mean, it's weird to see this in live action, but like the concepts there. Um, it's always an interesting one, though. It's usually like something happens where like staying in one place would be you know suicide, so they have to like move everywhere. But usually it's not like London with giant jaws in the front eating other cities and like subjugating them, I assume. Um, so yeah, this one's all over the place. I think you saw it with me, right, Livy, the trailer? I did, but like, I don't What's know, going like, on? I, I'm like, what is this? Yeah, no, it, it seems very different. Um, like I said, the concept is kind of a, an interesting one. Uh, it's been done before in some degree, but usually not in a live action film. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. I'll probably wait on the reviews for this one. It's not one that I'm like, oh my God, got to go see because Peter Jackson. But my guess is it'll probably do okay because of his name attached, but it might be a little weird for some people. So we'll see how it does in the, in the box office. Okay, so let's move on to some gaming-related stuff here. So, uh, Paladins. So, Paladins, if you're not aware, is a free-to-play kind of hero arena game. So, it's most close to Overwatch. Overwatch. Um, different in a few ways. Probably not as polished as Overwatch. Certainly not as uh, robust world-building, though. Recently, they've been kind of making a pretty good go at that. Uh, but it does have a lot more RPG elements to it, which Overwatch does not have. So, there is kind of a proper progression system in the game, which is really good, which is why I play it over overwatch um but it is a similar game if you are kind of looking at that genre so nice part is is that it is being ported to the switch um full 60 frames per second is what they're advertising um and so if you want that kind of game on the go this is probably as close as you're going to get to a uh, overwatch style game that is mobile which is pretty cool and this one's actually coming uh june 12th so that's like it's it's out already. Oh. When you're listening to this show, yeah, it's out already. It's out already. Um, and, and I'll have to say that they actually support this game really, really well. Like I said, it doesn't have the same level of polish as Overwatch, but that's kind of a high bar to meet. But it's still a really good-looking game. Uh, they add, I think they have quite a few more heroes than Overwatch does. Actually, They actually just added a new one, uh, a new healer class. I forget what the name is, but my brother was talking about it. But... You know, it's a fun game. It, it's it's really yeah, solid no. and it's free. Um, if you want to give it a shot, 
Yeah, it's it's uh, it was definitely a worthwhile play experience. It's you know I as I say I'm pretty attached to the the Blizzard world of games, but uh, you know I put I put a little bit of time trying it out, and it, it was definitely uh, up there. Yeah, and like I said, it has uh, more RPG elements than Overwatch does. Like there's kind of a um, a card system where you get like five cards or six cards, I think it is, and you can kind of pick the level of the card and that kind of determines how strong that effect is. So you can kind of build different loadouts and customization for each character, which can lead to some pretty interesting combinations. So my brother and I will usually have lengthy uh, <laughs> discussions before a match and how we're going to build our characters to kind of uh, synergize with each other. And we do pretty well with that. So if you like Overwatch, but kind of want a little more, um, theory crafting character building that sort of thing do check paladins out and i and we do have a switch so i'll be kind of curious to see uh how it performs on switch and um i'm not sure if there's cross play or not did you catch that cell between the platforms i did not catch whether or not there was cross play should be interesting now i think the good part is at the very least uh your character is tied to an account through them so i would assume that if you buy the game on switch you can at least access your account you know, that you were playing on PC and play it on Switch instead, or if you're playing on PS4 as well. Um, so that'd be good to be able to have that, that, you know, I want to play on PC, but I can take it with me on the go by logging into my Switch would be pretty solid. So that should be good. So speaking of Overwatch, what's going on with new social features in Overwatch, Cell? Uh, so this is, I'll keep this quick. Uh, they just dropped that they're going to be introducing a way to uh, endorse other players uh, for uh, positive aspects of the, of their their play as opposed to just like kind of generically commending them, which is kind of a thing that I think both Overwatch and Heroes of the Storm do where you can kind of just upvote a player. Um, this is very specifically that you can give people credit for being uh, a team player uh, or like a good teammate or um, one that you can... Uh, give to any player including enemy players is that they were like uh, a good good sportsmanship award or um uh one of the other ones is if someone's like a shot caller like they made all the the good recommendations for what the team should do um and that they're going to highlight players who get a lot of these and that they may occasionally give some sort of rewards and and benefits to uh players who are regularly and frequently commended by by their teammates um and they're going to i guess they're going to keep this fairly limited on like how many players you could commend in a given match and if you do anything that gets you uh penalized in any way like um you know if you get reported too much for um abusive chat or or whatever um you will lose all of your standing with this system um, but I get this, like, this has been one of those things is like, they've been trying to deal with toxicity and overwatch for a long time. They've, you know, implemented various features for, you know, reporting players and stuff like that. Um, and, and strategies for discouraging bad behavior. Um, but this is kind of interesting because they're very much trying to highlight the players that are good players rather than work on ways to punish the bad players. So kind of a, a carrot versus stick thing uh and then uh, the other thing that they did uh, that they're implementing is a looking for group system to find people to play with just kind of like if you're specifically looking for people you want to actually coordinate with rather than just jumping into a random match with people that probably aren't talking yeah gotcha no that's that's always good i think that um more games could be good to kind of to kind of encourage that like i think you know you look at like dust for example the game didn't do a very good job at encouraging you to find i mean ultimately you were told to you know find a corporation and communicate to do well um but there wasn't really a good automated system for that and i think that you know something like that is always good for these kinds of games that really really you need good teamwork to be successful um and that should be a good thing so i'm, I'm glad they're kind of bringing that in also other blizzard title uh here's the storm what's going on with that uh, so here's the storm is uh, of course my game of choice and uh, they're introducing a new map called Alterac Pass which is uh, kind of interesting to me because um, Alterac Valley was one of the first uh, battlegrounds that World of Warcraft had back in the original vanilla game days and so this is very much um, like I, I guess like most of the maps of Heroes of the Storm have been kind of a generic 
um kind of a fantasy theme like you could fit them all like they're non they, they've had starcraft overwatch and diablo specific maps but a lot of the more generic ones you could totally see in the world of warcraft universe but weren't explicitly warcraft maps and so this is their first explicitly this is warcraft one side's the alliance one side's the horde it's based on this battleground that's been in in world of warcraft for 15 years um and has some kind of pretty significant changes um the biggest one is that usually with most mobas you're trying to destroy the core um the opposing team's core and they have actually replaced the core in this map with the opposing team's bosses because Alterac Valley was this map which was very much like a MOBA in that there were all these little sub-objective forts that you would go through and try and take down. But at the end, you'd have this boss room and your 40-man team, because this was a 40v40 battleground, would all pile in and fight this one boss. And so they've replaced the core with a boss that will actually fight back. Um, and uh, so kind of an interesting uh, change up for this. We'll see how it goes. Um when they tried an Overwatch map that was actually very different from previous uh, uh, Here's the Storm maps, they've actually had to take it back out of the game because it had problems, and they've said they're going to reintroduce that at some later time. So this is probably the biggest attempt to change the map formula since that one, so we'll see how it how it goes. Um, and, uh, and they announced another new hero, which is called uh, Yurel, who is a tank that all of uh, her abilities can be kind of charged up so it's a very slow moving character in in an ideal situation um but uh they they do heroes all the time so it's not a not big news on that one all right sounds pretty good yeah they they obviously as i always say support that game very well with pretty much constant content updates so there's always something new to look at which is really kind of the formula to maintaining a player base over time is you just have to grow <laughs> effectively endlessly throughout the life of the game to really make it work and i think blizzard's done a pretty good job at that in this case so moving along here uh so ccp had a, a bit of an interesting announcement on uh a new title that they've been working on so they announced project Ga galaxy which is being launched exclusively for the ios system specifically because it is using the augmented reality uh, engine that Apple has kind of developed for their phones. And this is effectively designed to be a, I don't know if it's meant to be like a copy of Eve, but to deliver an Eve online experience to the mobile platform. Uh, I don't think you could actually have the entire scope of what you do in Eve in a phone game, just because it would look like Excel, but um, obviously some interesting things are kind of playing with, with AR. So we don't really have details on exactly what this looks like or kind of what to expect expect they actually kind of tweeted this initially and i happened to be looking at my phone like the second that it tweeted so i was like oh cool they they, they announced it and so i retweeted it and took a screenshot just for the hell of it and by the time i had linked the tweet to various uh channels in the discord server the tweet had been taken down um so they they, they posted it and then took it down like within probably 60 to 120 seconds. Um, so oops on that part. But then about an hour later, it popped back up on Twitter. So you can actually go to CCP's uh, Twitter account and see the announcement for Project Galaxy. But uh, I am kind of curious to see uh, what they mean exactly with an EVE Online experience with the AR. It should be kind of curious. And uh, now, mind you, I, I kind of wonder if this is really like this can only be done on iOS or if this is one of those things where they're like they did with uh, all their VR titles mm -hmm. where they were really cashing in on a bonus that they could get for doing an exclusive with someone's platform because um, what what Apple's doing is not not unique. Uh, Android has a their own clone of uh, I, I'm trying to remember which one's called AR Kit and which one's AR something else, but whatever. I think Kit is the iOS one. Yeah, so Correct. there is a there is an Android clone of it uh, as well. Um, so I, I'm sure it's probably possible, but uh, I, I would be willing to bet that they're, uh, you know, cashing in on the exclusive announcement market uh, as they have shown a strong tendency to do for the last all of their games except EVE Online. Yeah, because I mean, I'm looking at this right now. So Project Galaxy will bring the authentic EVE Online experience to 
uh, iOS devices first in 2019. So it could be a timed exclusive. Um, yeah. Oh, AR Core. That's the Android okay. knockoff. Yeah. With support for Apple's revolutionary AR Kit 2.0. So yeah, I, just by the wording, it's kind of implies me it's probably an exclusive, maybe for a year or something like that. Um, and then they'll they'll bring it out. But you know, it's it's kind of interesting that they were like, we're done with VR, and now they're like, eh, we'll try some AR and see how it goes. Well, that was the thing. The other thing is I saw a bunch of tweets from CCP devs recently that's like, we're hiring. And I'm like, you you guys just fired everybody. What are, what are you hiring for? Um, they, they go through big cycles in that regard where they really, they'll, they'll hire a bunch of people, make a bunch of stuff, and then they'll just go, uh, we don't actually have enough money to support all this, so we're going to fire everyone and cut it all back. Um, though this is actually, um, this is kind of in keeping with their new uh, style of partnering with other studios. Um, this game is actually developed by a company called NetEase, which we've actually talked about before. Um, it is a Chinese game developer. It's actually, uh, NetEase is one of like the big, like in, in Chinese tech companies, it's one of the big ones. I think like my understanding is I think they're like their website address is like 163.com because that used to be the number that you dialed to get on the internet in China or something like that. Like this is a big company. Um, but my guess is and, and oh and and so the the reason we talked about netties before is uh they've made pubg clones and they're one of the company they're the first company that pubg uh sued for copying them um i think it's like called knives out or something like that that was one of them yeah i forget the other yeah. the rules of survival was the other one so um yeah so this is that company um and my my honest guess on how this came to be is uh one of kind of one of those things with with ccp is they have uh eve china and they have that shanghai studio which of course they fired everybody from but it's still around because um they the uh shanghai studio supports serenity which is the chinese eve server um which is obviously separate because of the great firewall um and my understanding is that part of the reason that that shanghai development is a thing is because uh, CCP is strongly incentivized to spend money that they make in China in China. Um, and so I could totally see this as being just, you know, we need to spend this. It's, it's best if we spend this money developing a game in China. So let's find a Chinese developer to develop it. Well, and like you said, NetEase is big. Like, for example, they made the, uh, the Chinese version of Minecraft. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty substantial, right? So, I mean, they, they're, they've got their hands into a lot of things. So you'll likely see if you look deep down to a lot of games that are released in China, um, they're going to be involved in a lot of this. So it's, it's a big deal. Um, it's not unsurprising that they went to them if they are indeed looking to kind of make games in the Chinese area. So I believe it. It makes sense. Now, did anyone notice, um, along with that tweet that was taken down, there was also like um, like a commercial type demo that was attached to it i can't find it now but it kind of gave insight to what the game was i'm not gonna say gonna look like but kind of what they were going after did anyone catch that is this in the screenshot that i i took or no no when i originally got the tweet i clicked uh one of the links and it took you to a one of the sites is probably net site that was showing off what the game was oh really and that's why and that's why i was saying i wonder if they took it down because the link um, wasn't supposed to go there quite yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't get that far. Cause I was, I was too busy spreading the link and it was gone by the time I got back. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this? That's interesting. No, I, I, I'm wondering if that's kind of what they're going for. Cause like they were quick on that. It was like less than, less than a couple of minutes before that was down. Um, like, cause I, like I said, I, I, I pulled out of my Twitter app and I went to discord by the time I got back, it was gone. So yeah, it's one of those oops ones, but they did. They got it up probably about an hour later with uh, with the current version that you can see on Twitter right now. Yeah, that's totally bizarre. Like it was two people in their living room, and then the whole universe, you know, galaxy was in the middle of them. They were shooting off things and exploding, and I'm like, where the hell did that go? That's uh, that's really interesting. Well, we'll have to see how that one evolves. You know, we'll obviously keep an eye on that one. We usually follow CCP games pretty closely uh, with the projects they're working on. So uh, between that one and uh, 
CC, the uh, War of Ascension game that they was playable at FanFest um, that I can't talk about because it's NDA, but uh, it's still going. Um, and hopefully they'll get to a public test pretty soon here. But uh, we'll keep an eye on both of those for you guys. So moving along here, uh, we have Paradox the, Interactive. The other studio we like to talk about, yes. actually, is um, uh, <laughs> Hairbrain Schemes, which is uh, the company that made um, uh, Battletech, which which obviously we... we uh, talked about a fair bit uh recently and uh behind all the shadow run games and um uh necropolis um there we actually we interviewed uh the game director for for battletech uh month ago month ago month and a half ago something like that a couple months ago whatever recently um and uh, uh as well as mitch gittleman who is one of their their leads um they have been uh, acquired by uh, paradox interactive which uh is uh you know they've they've picked up a few things lately they've yep. they've kind of been on the 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 growing spree um i paradox bought white wolf from from ccp too didn't it uh yes that is true um yeah so they buy stuff um and uh uh paradox has has uh acquired hairbrain schemes is going to said they are going to let them operate pretty much independently as they do now but um you know presumably this gets them kind of those uh the exclusive dibs on publishing their titles um they had already published uh the uh, paradox was the publisher for battletech and um it sounds like everybody there uh really really enjoyed that experience of uh you know between the two companies working together and so they've decided to uh, make that official Okay. Oh, sorry. I'm pressing the wrong button. Damn it. <laughs> you, you might have been talking for like an hour there. And, God and damn not, it. No, I appreciate not, it. I'm like, it's really <laughs> quiet. It's you who wants to get this show through here. <laughs> no, I was I was saying that um, it, it's it's only a good thing for hairbrain schemes because they'll have access to probably a more stable and robust uh, form of, of income to produce their games. And they make really good genuine games. And, and their model has worked so far where they, they self-fund the core product and then they do a Kickstarter on top of that to add additional features to the game. And it's worked wonderfully because it kind of guarantees the game will come out because they already have the money for it. And what you're paying for is just more stuff in the game. So I think that this will just kind of allow them to probably continue doing that model because I think it works really well, but it kind of lets them maybe expand or, or do a little bit more with funding that they have to that fund that core game. And then they can kind of keep doing their normal shtick. So I think it's great. Um, Hopefully it works out well. Mergers can always be a little a little shaky, but my guess is since they've worked with this with Paradox before in the past, um, and obviously did quite well with BattleTech, it, it did pretty well in in the reviews, and, and obviously Jay rather enjoyed it. Um, this should hopefully work out well for them. So I'm looking forward to that to see what becomes of this merger. Okay, so moving along here, real quick. Um, oh, in in rolling back real quick for Livy. Livy found it while we were talking. If you actually go to Apple's website and look at the tech video for the AR um, AR kit, the tech video that they show is literally Eve Online with the AR rolling. So we've got a link in the description for that. You can go look at the video and you can very clearly see an Eve Online asteroid belt with like a Amar avatar floating in the side there. So side there. it's it's viewable right now if you go take a look at it. Hurry while it's up <laughs> before they catch wind. Um, so it's, cool. it, it, once Apple has its hand on a video yeah. and decides to release, it, it'll be there. It's not. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, yeah, no, it's it's well, an Apple promotional Apple video. It's not going away. Yeah, and they won't know what that is. They're like, sure, space. Yeah, but it's it's very obviously Eve just from the visuals. If you're at all familiar with the franchise, so uh, that's cool. So thanks for finding that, Libby. Anytime. Okay, so moving along real quick here. Uh, Valve has kind of made a final decision on. Uh, an interesting debate that's been rolling about lately. So for a while there, uh, Valve was kind of saying, we don't want any games with sexual content on our server. And they were kind of blocking those games saying we're not selling that. So it was causing a lot of controversy. And it's it's probably a, a lengthy discussion we won't get too into. Um, but Zell, what was kind of their final decision in this conversation on their policy? So, yeah, so they've hit, they've hit that's like adult content's really only part of it. Um, they've got a, a wide variety of, of really they've, you know, they take kind of the AAA titles and what you kind of expect from like a video game store. And they've kind of said, you know, we'll, we'll take indie developers that kind of are along the same veins, you know, um, 
adult content's the big one that they've they've gated out uh there's been other titles that are controversial for other reasons um and they there's always been this interesting debate because they've had like a, a, you could have like really really explicit nudity you know scenes whatever in a triple a title but like you could do something mildly risky for an indie developer and you're out and and so there's they've never been good at having a content policy on steam and uh steam has just said you know what we're done or valve has just said whatever you want we're we're you know we'll remove literal troll submissions and nothing else um so uh it's on it, it what probably would be the most interesting thing is whatever passes for an adult game store is probably really having a bad day this week um because uh, all of that's going to come to steam yeah no it's it's an interesting debate um i see a lot of different viewpoint viewpoints on it and it might be something we might touch on later maybe not but um no it's a good conversation i think to have because it, it there's a lot of different perspectives on this one so it's kind of curious that valve just said you know what we're not going to take a stance at all just free for all and if it's illegal or if it's a troll we'll remove it but other than that it's kind of up to uh the consumer to decide what they want to see and whatnot and I, I think it's important that they provide users with tools to filter things properly so they can avoid seeing content they don't want to see um but it is kind of curious that they just took this kind of very hands-off approach to just we'll see what happens you know and, and i think content filtering is really the way to go i, I mean like like my my impression is that if something is likely to be offensive or objectionable to a lot of people you probably shouldn't be showing it on the front page of your store anyways right it, but if someone is typing the exact title of a game that they're looking for there's no reason that steam shouldn't be like sure we'll sell it to you <laughs> yeah and i mean they could they could very easily just categorize it like if it's got if it's down a rabbit hole of something that's you know probably very inappropriate it just needs to have a specific tag on it and you can say, listen, you're not going to see this thing unless you go to this specific category of the site and you can view all that stuff there. Other than that, it's, you know, it's elsewhere. And it might come down to them more policing how things are tagged and not so much if it should be on there or not at all, you know? And uh, yeah, and and their statement that they put, I, I believe in bold in this is there will be things that you hate on Steam. It's just like yes deal with it just a thing <laughs> it's it's the internet it's going to be ugly one way or another so it is what it is so it's kind of curious so yeah so that's a big deal and i'm sure there will be more discussion about it there's already you know various blogs upset or commending the changes both and and that is the way it is it, it was funny because while that was all going on and they were kind of removing a lot of the you know sexual content uh i think it was gog gaming uh was running ads for like buy this bundle of all these lewd games that we're selling. It was like, well, someone's going to make a profit off this one way or another. So that was kind of funny to see the other, other outlets kind of trying to cash in on the whole controversy. Okay. So moving along here real quick. So I, there was obviously a big announcement for the destiny Two September update, which is kind of their big paid expansion um, for destiny two. And it's titled destiny two forsaken. I would normally kind of go into a lengthy discussion about this, but I'm not going to today simply because I would prefer if Jay could be here for it just because um, he's probably a little more invested in the title than I am right now. Jay cares. The rest of us don't. That's I, really what it comes down to. I, I, I moderately care depending on how well this goes, but it, it's a good conversation. I think that um, it would be good to have with me, Livy and Jay kind of all together in a room because we all have a lot more experience with it than obviously you or, or, or bait do. So I, I, I'm going to hold off on this one for this week, um, but there is a trailer. There is um, a pretty lengthy live stream reveal that uh, Bungie did, I think, yesterday or two days ago. Um, so the details are out there. We will be covering them most likely next week, but I'm going to kind of table this one for now just because it would probably be like a 20 to a 30 minute ordeal, even if I you know, went through it quickly because there's a lot of stuff to talk about. So we just don't have time today for, but we will get to it. I will say it's an it's a nice choice of uh, expansion name because everyone has been forsaking that game since it came out. It, it is hugely <laughs> ironic, um, which is, yeah. Um, it, you, I have to laugh. My one comment I'll have today is, I'm calling it the uh, "We fucked up and we're rolling everything back to the way it was in Destiny One update" because that's pretty much a lot of the major features are. We're doing all the stuff we did new in this game. We're going to go back the way it was because that's what you actually liked in the first place. So. Um, it's kind of funny to see that they're 
pretty much backtracking on a lot of the major changes they made because people just absolutely hated it. So we'll kind of we'll kind of touch on on the specific details next week, most likely. So catch us for that one. Okay, so here is going to be kind of the super blitz round of all of the stuff that has come out ahead of time for E3. So E3 runs from the the 12th to the 14th, but the way things have been going, it's pretty much companies come out with their own like event to announce like, hey, this is going to be at E3. And they usually give the trailer and the announcement there because they've got more time to work with. And then when the actual event comes, that's usually when they give more of like the actual details and like let players actually at the event try the game out and that sort of thing. So uh, today there was a huge list of stuff to kind of go over. Um, we're trying to hurry because in a half an hour, uh, Bethesda starts. They're kind of pre uh, pre game, so to speak. So I'm going to kind of go down the list here, um, and you guys can kind of chime in if you have comments on it. And we're just going to kind of go rapid fire down everything that was announced so far. So starting at the top of the list is going to be Battlefield Five. Um, this one's kind of interesting. We talked a bit about it a couple weeks ago, but I, I I like that they keep saying this is our take on World War II. Um, and Battlefield has kind of historically tried to stick to a, here is a realistic representation of a historical event that happened. I feel like this is them going, it's not going to be exactly historical. So if it's different from what you expect or the history books told you, I wouldn't go as far to say as it's an alternate universe, but it's kind of a like, it's more of this could have happened rather than this actually happened. So it's kind of interesting to see that they're kind of taking that that approach to it. I will say that what they kind of outlined for what their grand operations, it's kind of the new game mode that they're they're touting is, it sounds really badass, to be honest, just putting it bluntly. It's kind of this huge battle where it's, you know, over a large map, lots and lots of players, vehicles, all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Um, it, it's kind of what I think people wanted Dust 514 to be. Um, it's that very big scale battle, almost like not quite as big as Mag, but kind of implementing a lot of those features and kind of a more cinematic experience. Um, it, it looks really cool, I gotta admit. Um, I typically haven't liked Battlefield games just because the, the way they are, Time to Kill, is really, really short. Not really my cup of tea, but I'll keep an eye on this one because it does sound actually pretty cool. We'll see how the reviews go. It's not probably a pre-order one for me, but we'll keep an eye on it and kind of see how it goes. Also, it will feature a Battle Royale game mode because, of course, it will, um, just like everything that has a gun in E3 this year. So I'm not surprised by that, but, you know, we all kind of expected it. Next one on the list is FIFA. Uh, we get one every year. It's a FIFA game. I, I have zero interest in this. I don't think you guys are much of a sports game fans either. So, yeah. What's a sport? Um, it's a thing that people do when they go outside, and we try to avoid doing that as much as possible because we're all basement-dwelling gamers. <laughs> uh, then there's Just Cause 4 being put out by Square Enix. So as I have dubbed this, the Just Cause series is basically the Sharknado of video games. Um, it has zero attempt to be serious whatsoever. It's like a sandbox game. It's basically if Michael Bay made a video game where how much stuff can you blow up, and usually the scoring system is cause this many explosions in this amount of time it's kind of like that um i played just cause 3 like long time ago like a year ago because it was free on psn for uh, ps plus so i played it for a few hours i would never spend money on this because the game is innately stupid but so is sharknado um, but it is kind of fun to sit down and play with for a few hours and, and have a couple beers in the process so you know if it's your kind of thing it's coming if not, I'll wait until it's free on PSN in like 9 to 12 months, and we'll give it a shot, then I'll let you know how it goes. Uh, then there was a Battletoads announcement at uh, Microsoft. So, yeah, Battletoads, apparently. Uh, no gameplay reveal. Did you happen to catch a trailer for this one, Zell? No. No. So I, I'm way behind on all the new trailers. So. Yeah, it was hardly considered a trailer, but it was kind of this very tongue-in-cheek you could tell the people who made it kind of like deadpool because it was pretty much making fun of game trailers in general by saying like yeah so it's gonna have battle toads and wide sweeping you know buzzwords that don't really describe what's going on in the game and you know <laughs> pretty much what you get at these events is we say a lot of things that sound cool but they don't actually mean anything which was just kind of further accentuated by the fact that there was no actual gameplay of what this game is going to be other than i assume 
just like Battletoads. So it's a meme, and now it's a game. So we can expect that to come out. Uh, don't think they give a release date on that one, but uh, soon-ish for Battletoads. Uh, this was the Xbox one, I think. And then the other game that literally no one ever saw or expected would happen. So you're familiar with um, Gears of War, right, Zell? Like, you know of it, at least? I, I, I know of it. I actually, I I bought Gears of War's, like, remastered version of the first game for, for Windows 10, and I haven't played it yet. Well, that's expected. I mean, you're the guy that buys the things and then never does the things with the things, right? I I played a game this past week, and I'm going to review it. Wow. Not, just not this week, because we, we have too have much time. time. We yes. don't have time. Yeah. Um, um, so, <laughs> you know what Gears of War, you know what? pop figures are right by funko i do unfortunately i i yeah so no, i want I've, you to imagine... i've had someone describe to me in in extreme detail about the various uh financial impact of different types of pops um yeah no it's it's uh it's the modern beanie babies of, of pretty society much. Yeah. pretty much yeah i have pretty a co-worker much. who's like literally like i can't afford some things because i just bought three premium ones and i had to i'm like what yeah, I've, I've avoided it, but I, I sent my brother down the dark path of pop figures, and it's it's been nonstop from there. Like, I bought him, like, three, and he has, like, 25 of them now, and he bought the 20. That is the, yeah. that is the worst thing you can ever do to someone. Like, when I was a little kid, I actually had, like, zero interest in Beanie Babies in, like, you know, 1996 or whatever, and then someone bought me some for my birthday, and then I had about 100. Yeah. So It's like, here's like, the gift that, of addiction. That is the, like... That is that first one's free mentality. Do not buy your friends or family members collectible toys. That is a punishment that you should only reserve for your enemies. If you really dislike someone, buy them some pops because you have just cost them a financial burden that they will be under for the next 10 years. Excellent. <laughs> so you've got Gears of War. You've got pop figures. Now, what if you took Gears of War themed pop figures and turned that into an entire video game? What, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a, a an important question that we've asked several times, especially earlier in this show. Why? I I can't imagine why because they're all in the audience, and then the Gears of War symbol comes up, and people are going like, "Whoa, Gears of War! Oh my god!" And it's like a brick wall, right? And then suddenly, like this chainsaw gun thing comes out of the wall, and then this fucking pop figure head pops through, <laughs> and the whole crowd goes silent. They're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> it was this like like, like like massive high and then like um, just unbridled what the fuck happening right in the, in the theater like uh, i get i get making pops of it because they make pops of yeah, literally everything yeah yeah sure but 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 like and, and i even understand like that they might want to introduce like a a pop branded like like Lego, like Lego games, like they have Lego, ga Lego everything games, like right. Harry Potter, Lego Star Wars, Lego superhero, Marvel superheroes, Lego DC superheroes, etc. But this is where Pop, uh, where Funko Pop wants to start their video game franchise. Gears of is... War, like the most bloody graphic, whatever. They'd be like starting with Doom, like Doom I, I mean, Pop, you know. <laughs> I presume this has to be just part of like. It, like I, I don't think we have a specific bullet point for it, but Microsoft's making a big push because they haven't had any like Xbox exclusive titles worth anything yeah. in in like yeah. a number of years, and mm -hmm. it shows um, that they like they bought like f they announced they bought like five game studios. Yep, they did, and then they also announced like a bunch of other titles. And I assume that this is just like they're like make whatever your your pop game make it an xbox exclusive and use an xbox exclusive ip like gears of war and and yeah. they probably paid a you know ridiculous amount of money to make that happen but yeah this is this is that is i i did not know this before you mentioned it and and now i am i am a little baffled a little scared um this is actually gonna be a mobile game which kind of makes sense it's a little more cartoony it, it, you'd think mobile. Um, they weren't really clear on what kind of game it is, but I imagine it is a probably a more comical take on Gears of War. So you mentioned Lego. I think it's going to be kind of like that, where Lego obviously does not take the franchise that's, you know, doing its thing on very seriously. Like the, the Star Wars ones are an excellent example, you know, where, you know, you can play as R2-D2 and his primary attack is to roll up and detonate next to people to kill them. Um, it's probably kind of like that. It's going to be kind of a, a more of a, a lighthearted fun game, but yeah, I can understand why 
Funko might want to do something because obviously pop figures are huge and a game would probably help sell figures, but Gears of War is a very strange one to start on. But like you said, it might it could have been something that, that Microsoft was pushing for because the whole Microsoft exclusive thing was a big point of, of discussion for them at the, the, the show today it was like, yeah, we really want to bring more exclusives to you because they know they're getting their asses kicked. So I, I get it. Good news is, is that this is not the only Gears of War game coming out because I think people were like, holy shit, if this is it, this is the only thing we get, you know. Um, so they announced a Gears of War tactics game. So it takes 12, 12 years before Gears of War 1, so it's a prequel, and it's a turn-based strategy game, which is pretty cool. I like that style of game quite a bit, so it's kind of cool to see that the franchise is still getting some love moving forward. So that's good to see. And, of course, they announced Gears of War 5, or just Gears 5, they're calling it, which is the more traditional, fully-fledged console you know, release that looks really good. I know nothing about the series, so I can't comment on what it's about necessarily, uh, but it, 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 it looks pretty. So if you're a fan of the series, I'm sure this will interest you. So that got announced and uh, looks pretty cool. And then there's the big one. So uh, near the end of the conference, they're kind of closing up, and then suddenly the big screen behind the announcer got presumably hacked. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, this is either Watch Dogs or Cyberpunk 2077. Um, it was Cyberpunk. So this is the project by CD Projekt Red. We all were hoping to God that we'd get something uh, at E3, and so we got our kind of trailer for it. Now, it looks really cool. Um, it's much more colorful and vibrant than you might think. I think a lot of people, when they think of cyberpunk, they think of Blade Runner. So, like, blue with raining all the time. This is definitely not it. It's much more of a bright, colorful daytime, you know, kind of ordeal. With Obviously, stuff happens at night, too. But the way they present it is much more bright than you might expect. It looks fantastic. Um, showing off a lot of different things, kind of the setting, the characters, the technology, the society. Um not really anything in terms of what kind of game it is. Uh, obviously, guns were a major thing because it's a cyberpunk game. So we don't know yet exactly what kind of game it's going to be yet, but it is CD Projekt Red. These are the guys that made The Witcher. I can only imagine that it's probably in a similar vein to that. Um, you know, a single-player RPG game, open world to some extent, um, with, with that kind of gameplay. I assume we'll get more you know, at the actual event in the next couple of days here, but the trailer looks really, really good. Um, someone actually found that if you, <laughs> there's cyberpunk, cyberpunk.net is the website to go to for information, but if you, like, go frame by frame through the trailer, they actually have an FAQ listed in the background of one of the frames, so it's going on about, like, microtransactions in a single-player game? That's insane! Like, all of the stuff that you know, people were afraid of. They're like, no, we're not doing that. It's going to be like this, going to have stuff like that. So um, we'll get you a link to the the, the, the shot that's actually got that information and in. it's kind of cool to kind of read through it, but uh, really good stuff. So I'm looking forward to this. It's good to see kind of a final confirmation that yes, it's going to be at E3 um, and I'll definitely have my eyes peeled on this one moving forward. Fallout 76 is another big one. So this is the one that was kind of for the last week and a half or so uh, Jason Schreier had kind of done some leaks on it and saying it's a multiplayer game with an emphasis on base building, which people were freaking out about because Fallout has always been traditionally a single player game. Personally, I'm not too upset by it. And I actually like the idea of a Fallout game with multiplayer because I love Fallout and I like playing co-op. So that would be kind of cool to see if it was a co-op game. Uh, but we did get a trailer kind of showing off a not necessarily gameplay again, mostly a we want to announce it that it's going to be at the event. So we do know it takes place in West Virginia, which we kind of figured out from the song playing during the other trailer that was released. Um, it takes place 25 years after the bombs drop, which means that this is essentially a prequel to all other Fallout games. This is actually the earliest Fallout in the timeline, which should be interesting. And what's kind of cool about this is that because it's so soon after the war, that there is, in fact, for the first time ever in Fallout, green there's actually green things in the game it's not brown it's not gray i don't i don't think we're ready for that it's green we finally have green they gave them the color green so um 
the world's not quite that's in. that's like the palette like color of pink for for like ccp titles is it, it literally you just can't i don't i don't i, I, I don't believe it's tough you. it's tough I, but there I are in fact trees you. there are trees with leaves on them which is are there wait 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 do we get to see those trees burn by chance uh that is probably a later expansion that will be dlc it's gonna be called fault 76 legion um and it will be awesome no oh um <laughs> oh my god oh my god yeah sorry. sorry i try um but yeah so no details again on how this gameplay is actually going to work um but like i said it's most likely going to be multiplayer jason schrader usually is pretty good leaks um but i will be curious to see the details on it because i I don't know if we're getting Borderlands at E3. It sounds like we're not, but I would love to have a good co-op wasteland game. So really want to see what this one kind of pans out to be. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Looking forward to it. Um, Halo Infinite got a trailer. Uh, it's a Halo game. I don't play Halo, but it's a Halo game. So, yay. Then there's Shadows Die Twice, uh, Sekiro, which is not Bloodborne 2, sadly. I am upset because I wanted Bloodborne 2, but this is from From Software, so they do Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Demon Souls. It looks really cool. Um, it's an action game RPG, so if you look at the gameplay, it is what you would expect from a Dark Souls-style game. It looks a lot more dynamic, though. There's some jumps, there's some swings, that sort of thing, so you can tell they're kind of continuing to evolve the more mobile dynamic gameplay that you saw in Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3 to something that's much more dynamic. Um, I'll, I'll buy this, you know, I've, I'm dying for a new From Software game, so I'll probably pre-order it because they haven't let me down yet. So I'm going to go for it. So looking forward to this one. Um, Japanese setting looks really cool, though. Like we've had pretty much like the Victorian setting with Bloodborne and the European medieval setting with uh, Dark Souls. So having a, a more Asian setting should be pretty cool. So I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh, Devil May Cry 5 got a, a, a trailer. So it looks like they've kind of just ignored that DMC ever happened. That's the one that was done by Ninja Theory that everyone seemed to hate, but I thought was pretty good. So Devil May Cry 5 is a direct continuation of Devil May Cry 4. So it looks like it's starring Nero again. Uh, but it looks like he lost his little demon arm and has a mechanical one now. So that should be interesting. I love a Devil May Cry game. Um, I assume that even though Dante did, Dante did not appear in the trailer, that he will be in the game at some point because you can't have a DMC game without Dante. So again, I'll probably buy this one right away because Devil May Cry games are fantastic and they haven't let me down so far. So, so far, so good. Uh, Anthem also got a gameplay trailer. This is, of course, EA and BioWare's supposed Destiny killer, which is funny because Destiny will probably kill itself. But this is their attempt at making Destiny. So, uh, I did. I did actually watch this a little bit of this gameplay, and and it it very much struck me as like they really, really are hoping to capitalize on Destiny's yep. woes. Yep. It, it, people have said it plays because you can. If people at the event I know have exclusive, you know rights they've they've tried the game they say it plays really really good the moment to moment gameplay is really solid it looks really pretty um which is all the same things i could say about destiny but what it doesn't tell me is is there actually content in the game that makes me want to stick around and keep playing which is where destiny has failed i don't trust anthem entirely because i don't trust destiny and i don't trust ea so i will say again don't buy this game. Don't pre-order this game. Don't buy it on release. Wait a month for people to get through the main story so they can actually reveal the long portion of the game, which is the end game, because I'm sure the story is probably cool, but the part after the story is what really matters. Don't buy it right away. Wait. Don't fall into the hype. I know it looks cool. I'm sure it plays great. Don't fall into the hype. Wait a month. That's what I'm going to do, and if People say, actually, it's great at the end. Endgame's fantastic. I'll jump all over this. It looks really cool. But I'm not going to fall for this this trap again. Not not a third time. They got me on Destiny. They got me on Destiny 2. I'm not going to fall for this one again. So we'll see. It looks good. Trailer looks good. But don't buy this one right away. Uh, Crackdown 3 also got a trailer. So this one's kind of cool to watch because Crackdown is being made by Sumo Digital, which is the company that's currently partnered with CCP Games to make project nova so this is kind of their uh their most recent title they're releasing so terry cruz you know like the guy from like 
idiocracy and the old spice commercials is like the main character of the game like literally the main character his likeness is in the game his voice is in the game this looks fucking hilarious like it's really really funny trailer um it, it plays a lot like saints row if you're familiar with that game where you're it's it started as like trying to be like a grand theft auto game and decided said screw it let's make it funny so it's completely ridiculous over the top really stupid but it looks like a lot of fun um instead of playing a, like a gang member in saints row you're playing like a super powered cop in in crackdown so probably a really fun party game um trailer is at the very least worth a worth a watch because it's pretty funny and terry cruz is like 100 percent on brand for this so it looks pretty good then we have days gone uh this one came out probably initial trailer like or gameplay video like two years ago i think in the other two years ago for the e3 it's like a zombie game um it looks really generic honestly like it doesn't look anything new or exciting on it so i'm kind of like it looks nice, but nothing that's really making me go like, wow, I want to know more. So we might see more at E3, but uh, it looks kind of generic. And the people who have actually tried it said it's good, but it's generic. So, yeah, we'll see on that one. Hitman 2 also got a trailer. Um, the Hitman kind of reboot franchise has done really, really well. They've kind of got that episodic model where you buy missions individually. And then they've got like challenges for each mission to kind of change up how you do it. It's done very well. I've heard nothing but great things about it. So seeing Hitman 2 come out, uh, it's good. Good to see. So I imagine if the first one was to your liking, the second one will also be worth kind of keeping an eye on. And last but not least, what I have is, so Respawn Entertainment. Respawn is the company that made Titanfall. They, a while ago, got announced that they were making a Star Wars game. We didn't get any details or a trailer or anything on that. They just interviewed the um, lead director on it and said that the title of the game is called Star Wars Jedi The Fallen Order. So it kind of takes place, I'm assuming, after like Order 76 or whatever, when all the Jedi died um, and probably kind of tracking what's happening during that time period. So again, we'll probably get more details in a couple of days about that one, but we don't know much so far. So should be interesting. Um this is obviously kind of controversial in the light of everything that EA has been doing with the Star Wars franchise and shutting down some studios and, you know, moving assets from that studio over to another one to fund a different game because they wanted to make a multiplayer game. We'll see. Should be interesting. Uh, Respawn is a good, good company, but we'll see how they do with the Star Wars franchise. And that's actually what I have so far for the kind of EA roundup so far. So the Bethesda live stream starts in literally 10 minutes. So we're going to kind of do shout outs real quick here. Unless Zell had anything else you wanted to cover real quick? Well, let's see. I could, uh, I could, you know, just kind of pull some stuff out of my hat and see if we can, uh, you know, spend, I don't know, 20 minutes. He wants to prove me uh, wrong to... that I couldn't get this no. thing done in like an hour. <laughs> we're at like an hour and five minutes, um, so I've done well. <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're good. Um, I will, uh, I, so just to just give people a heads up, I, uh, I played, the game that I played uh, this past week uh, was A Way Out, which I have, uh, talked about before and it involves um uh, it's a it's a couch co-op co-op style game um that uh you only need to buy one copy of it even if you're playing with another person online so it's it's kind of neat um and i will go into a more in-depth review of that title on a week that we are not like pushed to shove out like 50 billion things about e3 which may or may not be next week it depends how much more stuff e3 has for us so Sounds good, man. No, I'm looking forward to that one because that one's that was actually published by EA, but it was done by an independent developer. Um, so they they've actually done well with their independent devs lately. So uh, you know, I'll give them credit where it's due. That one looked pretty good, so I'll be curious to see what you thought of it. But uh, yeah, let's go into shoutouts real quick so we can get kind of set up for the stream here because I do want to see what Bethesda has cooking because I saw a reference to Doom Guy on the Bethesda preview for it, and I really want another Doom game, so I want to see that. So. Uh, All right. Well, that was my shout out. So that was a shout out. Cool. A decent game. So go. He's he's time warping. He's time warping. That's fine. Um, my shout out's going to go to From Software. Um, I was sad about uh, Shadows Die Twice not being Bloodborne Two, but the game that they previewed looks really badass. So uh, yeah, looks pretty cool. And I'll give a shout out to Square Enix. They finally gave me a release date for Kingdom Hearts Three. Um, like an actual like date, not a range of dates. So I think it's January 29th, 2019 
Kingdom Hearts 3 will be released. So finally, after like many years of waiting and side spinoff games, we'll finally get the third one in this franchise. So I'm excited. Livy, what about you? You know, my shout out is going to go to you for your very winded uh, <laughs> podcast tonight. I can't take enough time to thank you. She's um, killing no. me. Um, <laughs> I don't really have much except for, you know, yeah. Okay, sounds good. Well, thanks guys for joining us. And again, we do apologize for rushing this, but I really do want to watch this stream. So we try to get through as quickly as possible and we will cover uh, the game that Zell played next week and uh, probably some Destiny 2 stuff once Jay's back. So I do want to cover that. But uh, that being said, you know, if you have guys have any topics you want us to cover, you want to be on the show, let us know. More than happy to, to accommodate you. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>